Good morning, Jonathan. Welcome to my podcast, Be Happy, Healthy and Wealthy. Now, Jonathan. Good morning. Thank you for thank you for having me. Lovely. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you and thank you for giving up your time. As you know, uh, my podcast is Be Happy, Healthy and Wealthy. So can you tell my audience a bit more about yourself, what you do, your credentials? My credentials? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I... Um, uh, I am the uh, sort of typical entrepreneurial type. I dropped out of university after about a term um, when I was 19. And I um, decided that I wanted to be in business. Um, my parents had always been in business um, themselves, although it, it was more sort of self-employment than a, a sort of um, it, 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 it was a business, but I don't think they necessarily perceived it in the way people perceive uh, businesses um, these days. Uh, and uh, I I wanted to do my own thing. I've never particularly enjoyed being told what to do. Uh, and I uh, wanted to to uh, create my own future. Uh, and it's it's been um, on the whole, it's been fun. Uh, not not every not every day, uh, but on the whole, it's been it's been fun, um, and that was uh, well, that was uh, over thirty years ago. Wow, wow, you're quite humble. You haven't mentioned about some of the bigger deals that you've been doing, and uh, also about your courses as well. Oh right, yeah. So so coming up to next year will be seven years. I've been running uh, events, courses. Um, uh, and sort of training for people who want to uh, to buy a business and uh, and help in helping them with uh, advice uh, and guidance on how to do it properly because if you don't do it properly it can be um, uh, it can be a bit of a problem uh, if you if you do do it properly uh, then it can be the gateway to um, yeah to to uh, wonderful financial uh, outcome for example uh, a client of mine is just. Uh, sold uh, his business in a 10 million plus deal um, and uh, yeah, life changing for his wife uh, and him and himself. Uh, and he did all that. Uh, he joined up mastermind program in 2019. Um, and he did all that really throughout the throughout the pandemic. Uh, and he, he sold a, a couple of months ago. Uh, so so that's sort of one part of my life. Uh, and then across the, the last 30 years, I've um I've started I've bought I've sold uh quite a few businesses in different sectors the thing that I always remember is that I need to have a sector that I can understand because mm-hmm. um yeah you know, I'm not into technology anything to do with technology I just haven't got a clue I I like I like very simple businesses uh some might describe them as boring businesses but those boring repetitive businesses that have been around for years uh, are really probably for most people actually the best business to buy right okay thank you so much and what would be your secrets to wealth creation besides I mean obviously one of them obviously it's uh, business acquisition I mean do you have anything else like to towards wealth creation or do you think this is the best way forward well i mean every everyone has a different definition don't they of 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 wealth and i think most people if you stop someone in the street and you use the word wealth they'd be thinking uh they'd be thinking very large amounts of money uh, wealth probably has a little bit of a negative connotation for some people as well they don't like that idea of they they think that if if someone's doing well that's because someone else is lost yeah there's like a uh, you know there's a, there's a win lose uh, scenario um and i yeah the, the people who've been knocking uh, elon musk in recent uh, recent weeks um calling him all sorts of names uh, but but generally saying that he he's incompetent and he's a he's a loser and some people even <laughs> describing him as a failure he's the world's richest man isn't he <laughs> I mean, come on. he's done all right he's okay he must know something that you don't do um because uh because yeah he's 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 done okay uh he's done okay in business but uh but but you know other definitions of wealth are around your 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 health um at the end of the day you know i i think we'd all swap our money for for good for good health yeah. Um, and it's only when we have bad health do we realize how important 
and that that is and how um, money is really uh, irrelevant. Uh, and then, uh, as it as is as in the title of your podcast, happiness. Um, if you if you if you're not happy, then uh, and there are lots of uh, miserable uh, rich people. If you're not happy, then really, what is the the point? And it's getting that balance, isn't it, between mm. um, having enough money so that you're not. Uh, constantly worried and stressed about paying the bills mm. having enough money to give you options so you can choose where you want to go on holiday and uh and which house you want to live in i mean why why should you not have that that freedom of choice um and but but also at the same time not allowing work and business to to be your your master or your mistress and and run your life for you so that even though you think that you've got this freedom because you've got your own business in actual fact uh, you are a slave uh, to that business mm. so it's it's getting that balance right and I felt that balance for the very first time ever right at the beginning of the pandemic mm. and uh, I I had two businesses at that point I had the training business and I had a nursery school business. Yeah. And at that point, I had five nursery schools. And in the very first lockdown, the rules in the UK, if, if I am remembering this correctly, I mean, it was, it was two and a half years ago, but I believe the rules in the UK said that you could only send your children to nursery if they were the children of key workers. So That's the, right. the that I think that was the case. I mean, you you would obviously be line, very, yeah. very um, knowledgeable about this, and that's very very few children. Um, so those nurseries kind of went into sort of a lockdown themselves in a way. Yeah. You know, they 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 were hardly open. Uh, we did actually keep them open, but they were hardly open. So there was nothing really to do there. Um, the, everything that I've ever done with training has been face to face with people. And that all stopped overnight. So there was nothing to do there. And suddenly I had nothing to do. And then I realized that I actually very much enjoyed getting up in the morning, um, uh, making a, a, a coffee, putting it in my in my thermos mug and walking. I live quite close to the River Thames, walking down to the Thames and walking along there and and enjoy. This was I think it was a very good summer that summer as well. And yeah, this was March, April, springtime, and I loved it so much. And I had a, I had a sunflower. Um, uh, my my daughter had some sunflower seeds, and she put one in a little pot. And every day, I watered the sunflower on my desk in the window, and I watched the sunflower grow. And I thought, I've never had time to do things like this. When <laughs> in my life have I ever done something like water a sunflower every day? I've always had an excuse why I can't do things like that. So that. It, it just felt so so much quieter and calmer and it felt like i could i could pause for a moment and uh, and i had that that balance just there and I, I remember thinking i mustn't forget this feeling to be fair i forgot it within six months uh but i'm trying to re right now actually right now i'm trying to recapture that feeling mm. yes yes that's uh, that's like a good reminder, isn't it, of what you've experienced, that blissfulness. Now, going back to the exciting bit, which you've just mentioned about the nurseries. Now, over the last few years, you bought 48 nurseries and you sold it for 25 million. Oh, let me just stop you there. No, I didn't. No, that, no, that, that figure is slightly exaggerated. Okay. Um, now that was I, I I know where you where you would have seen that that was a press report uh, by an enthusiastic uh, journalist who um, who worked out I think looked at last year's profit and multiplied it by twelve which is sort of a typical multiple exit multiple in this sector and got this uh, got this number um uh it, it it wasn't it wasn't verified with us so so i would absolutely have loved it to have been uh, but unfortunately uh, it 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 wasn't so tell us a bit more about it that yeah sure i mean what are the numbers and what what did you do you know why did you go on this journey because it is quite okay. stressful isn't it yeah 
Oh goodness me! Yes, um, I ended up in hospital. Um, I don't know if you if you knew that, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I heard about it. Yeah, I would would like to, uh, to know a bit more about it. Yeah. So, so people ask me what is my best advice about buying uh, forty eight nursery schools or forty eight businesses yeah. uh, during the pandemic. What is my best advice? And my best advice is don't do it uh, because <laughs> it, it was it was absolutely. Uh, crazy in so many ways in that there was you know the 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 world was turned upside down the uncertainty was incredible um but then you know, for, for most people buying one business in a year yeah is good I mean I think that's great I mean goodness me one business a year three businesses and three I mean that's fantastic that's absolutely incredible I'm I'm very proud of any of my masterminders who do that uh, but to 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 be completing on closing on two three a week sometimes is mm. um a, a a level of pressure that i would not want anyone to um endure and in actual fact uh we uh, as, as when i say we i had a uh, um a business partner in in this uh, in this group um we uh, did something that no one has ever done in this sector no one has ever gone out and done that many deals um although to be fair some of the big private equity back groups are, are are ramping up their acquisitions at the moment and and probably are uh, probably do, doing doing the same now but at that point no one had ever gone out and aggressively uh, aggressive as in not unpleasantly but aggressively as in completely determined uh, and single-mindedly just got just gone for it and the you know the the forty eighth acquisition landed me in hospital. I mean, I I was uh, I had stomach pains that I couldn't put down to to anything. I changed my diet, um, and it wasn't that. Um, and and they got worse and worse. I I was I was I couldn't stand up straight. I was doubled over in pain. Uh, when they happened at night, that was a night that I hardly slept because it was mm -hmm. just. When I say painful, I mean crying out in pain. It was, oh. it was, it was absolutely unbearable. So eventually, I went to see my GP, which um, I, someone I don't see very often, and uh, she sort of felt felt around on my stomach, and she said, "Look, we need to get you uh, in to have a colonoscopy. Let's have a look and see inside and see what this. Uh, let, let's make sure this isn't anything sinister." Mm. And um, the colonoscopy isn't the most uh, agreeable um procedure um and the 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 thinking about it and the lead up to it actually are worse in fact if i had to have one again i wouldn't i wouldn't be bothered in the slightest uh, but if you've never had one that thought of it the, the indignity of it um is 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 the worst uh, worst part and they couldn't find anything there was mm -hmm. nothing there was nothing nothing uh, bad uh, so the conclusion was that it was stress and it wasn't, you know, things like that, I don't think happen after a few weeks of stress. This is like a, a build up of years. And I've had a pretty stressful life. I've I've had to, um, you know, I've always had to, um, uh, a, a, a friend of mine years ago said, working for yourself, whether you call it your own business or self-employed, but, you know, you being your own boss mm. is a little bit like waking up unemployed every morning. And by the end of the day, you're either still unemployed or you're in gainful employment. And then the next morning, the clock resets and you do it all over again. And I'd had that for 30 years. And I've always considered myself a very robust individual. I don't think that I I wilt um, under under pressure. But clearly my body felt uh otherwise um and i, I discovered you know I've, I've been taking sleeping tablets for two years uh, every night every night for two years and uh yeah at, at one point um i was on a sort of particularly sort of um uh un unpleasant type of tablet that my my current gp said right okay well you need to we need to calm it down a little bit mm -hmm. on that and but not being able to sleep because my mind was just being so active and then I, I I went to a hypnotherapist to help me sleep, help mm. me sleep, help me relax, actually, uh, and therefore sleep better. And uh, I had one session with a hypnotherapist, which was just wonderful. I wish I could have been there for hours longer. You know, the 90 minutes uh, went way too fast. And she said, have you ever thought about psychotherapy? And uh, I, I hadn't. Uh, it hadn't really crossed my mind. And she said, 
let's get to the bottom of of the stress and we um we had a session every every week and the conclusion was that i was really not enjoying my life as it as it was um the level of responsibility with nurseries is actually really i mean you know you if, if something awful happened in a nursery school mm-hmm. uh, i i could i could be uh, in court for uh, manslaughter and and oh, that's God. that is well i mean who wants to have that over their head and then on one particular day we had two broken bones in two separate locations uh, two separate nurseries complete accidents absolutely accidents fully investigated no blame absolute accidents but it it was like this this i mean Heaviness. is this a sign is this a sign so <laughs> my uh, lovely um hypnotist hypnotist slash uh, psychotherapist um concluded uh, with me that i i needed to um to ease myself out of the business and I admit, initially set a deadline for about, uh, let me see what the timeline was, about like eight or nine months out. And then I brought that forward um, to like six months. Uh, and then I had an opportunity and, and uh, I, 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 took the op- I took the opportunity um, and, and exited uh, sooner. And the, the very next day, I went on a uh, on a on a Mediterranean cruise uh, just just to decompress for for a <laughs> week. Uh, sorry, that was a very very long answer to to your. No, to your no, week. it's amazing. Um, so so, and I can't actually remember what the question was. It was such a long time since <laughs> since you since you asked me. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, but hopefully course, that, yeah. that's the sort of thing that uh, uh, would be helpful. Yes, definitely. So so, in a sense, that with that venture, how. If you don't mind me asking, obviously it's up to you. If you want to tell or you don't want to tell, it's, you can just say you don't want to tell. H- how much do you sell the business for? So I don't want to go into the details. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because uh, any, any, any sort of legal agreement um, has, well, not a- any, but majority of legal agreements have a confidentiality clause. That's right, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I have to uh, respect the confidentiality clause but i think it's fair to say that it got to the point where money was less important to me than your health that my 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 health um not having just being able to sleep Mm. and have a clear clear mind my daughter bought her spelling back from school and uh sort of spelling words for the week and she's she's reading them through and one of them was unhappy and she looked at me and she said that's you Oh wow! And, I, and she's uh, she's six and a half, and I I thought this is um I was quite taken aback. Uh, you know, mm. I didn't I didn't know what to say. I didn't say anything, and the next day I said to her, "When you said that, uh, when you're doing your spellings, you said unhappy. Um, what do you think makes me unhappy?" And she said, "Work." And then I realised I'd become a terrible role model in that I was for, in her mind linking, and I didn't realise that I. I didn't realize that she felt that I was unhappy. I mean, that was that was a pretty big wake up call. Mm. So I had different priorities. I mean, we all like to be paid for the work uh, that we do. Um, but I my priority was I mean, if, if I wanted to maximize my exit, it would have taken me another two years. Mm. And the, the what I had to weigh up was, do I want to do this for another two years or or not, with all the risk attached as well? Mm. And I couldn't see myself doing it for another two months, let alone mm. another 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 two years. Um, and the uh, the new owners, um, I have no contact with uh, at all. And and to be fair, actually, I'm not really that interested. And um, despite my incredible emotional attachment at the time, I'm now completely detached. Mm. Um, and I I uh, I'm quite happy not to um, uh, not to think about it very much. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, now you've got uh, somebody who's taken over from you. Obviously, now you feel happier and more relieved. Is that right? 
Oh, am I happier? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, my clients on on uh, Mastermind have been saying to me the last couple of months, Jonathan, you're so relaxed. You never came for a drink or for dinner with us afterwards. Now you now you're you you are. Uh, we I um, about uh, eighteen twenty of us went out for for dinner after Mastermind last a couple of weeks ago, and then we went to a bar because I live in Richmond. We do the events in Richmond upon Thames. And so I know uh, all the places around here. So I took them to a bar uh, just down the road from where I'm speaking to you from right now um, afterwards. And, you know, and I never would have, I I think I would have been too sort of stressed, too uptight to done sort of social things before. So, yeah, so it's it's a a complete difference. And I think the lesson learned is that, yeah, business is important um, and everything that flows from that. That yeah, you know, and, and most people think of money when I say that sort of thing. But it's all important, of course. It's important, but it's not the most important thing. Mm. Uh, of course, it's important because we've got to pay the bills. Of course, yeah. it's important. But without everything else, if you know, if you don't, if you don't have your health, then it, you know it. You, you you've got your balance right wrong somewhere, and I think that uh, getting that balance right is. Uh, is just so important. It's just so important. I think it takes someone else sometimes to point it out to you. You can't necessarily see it for yourself unless you're in hospital, lying on a on, on your side with a, a doctor with a <laughs> with a um, uh, with a camera <laughs> about to insert it into you. And that's when you think, "Hang on, this shouldn't be happening." That 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 was the wake up call. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So would you say that uh, you are happy now? Um, am I happy? I'm. I'm. Am I happy? Yes, I am certainly so much happier. I think I need to sort of rediscover myself because for thirty years, slightly longer actually, I've I've prioritized business, and that has been my i that has been my um way of identifying myself i've been defined by by that so i have a good day uh in business and and i'm happy i have a bad day and i'm unhappy and that's not that's not right so i'm starting to um explore different ways of um uh just just having having more fun really i've got a weekend to myself this coming weekend and i'm thinking where do i where do i go where do i go to i could i could uh, go somewhere in europe um i could go over to the cotswolds what could what could i what could i do for a, for a couple of days uh, so so yeah it's um uh, it's it's a lot better now and i and i'm determined to keep that work-life balance going forward because I'm 51 years old and time is not on my side anymore. <laughs> I've, I've tipped the, I've, the balance has been tipped. I've reached the halfway point. So I need to make the, I need to make the most of it because I don't, I don't want to ever regret that I, that I didn't do that. Right. So next question, are you sleeping now? Yes, I, I I go through um, uh, cycles of I might have like a week of not very good sleep, and then I have a week of amazing sleep. And I'm I, right now I'm in the amazing sleep week, uh, which is uh, which I'm very, very happy to say. So I'm trying I'm trying to even that out. You know, I'm taking the magnesium tablets. You know, I'm doing I'm doing all the doing all the things um, to 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 do that. But when you have a good night's sleep, it changes everything. It changes your entire perspective on life. It gives you the ability to do things, solve problems that you never would have been able to do before. I was just speaking to someone just minutes before um, I. I I came on this podcast uh, with you and uh, and I said, I've got a week, a pretty clear week ahead of me and I'm on top of it. You know, I've got my mojo back. I'm, I'm, I'm on top of things now. And he said, yeah, he said, I feel the same. Um, so it's, it's good. It's good when you feel like that. Good, good. I can see that you're putting that priority on your health. I mean, is there anything that you do in a routine that you're doing to improve your health? you're a bit more mindful of it like yeah, is that a so, routine like exercise gym yeah, special no, drinks yeah so so i've i've cut out alcohol and i i think that's 
it, because it's a habit, isn't it? It's a it's a mm. habit to you know if you're in a restaurant and the waiter asks you what you'd like to drink, you 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 might you answer without even thinking <laughs> sometimes, don't you? So I've cut out alcohol and I'm going to do my very best to maintain that for as long as possible. Um, my coffee is decaffeinated now mm. because I was getting, there's one particular place in Richmond that I, I go to where the coffee seems incredibly strong. And I realized after three cups of that coffee, I was, I was really on edge, uh, yeah. not in a good way, not in a good way at all. And um, so I've cut out the coffee. Uh, so I've de some decaf coffee and decaf, decaf tea i had a personal trainer during lockdown uh, and we did it all via facetime which actually worked quite well um i, I thought it was actually pretty good because whenever i was abroad i would prop her up on my um, bedside table uh for the for the session and, and do the session in the hotel room and it was actually really good uh, and i stopped doing that because i just couldn't it was crazy. How could you not find half an hour twice a week? I mean, how can you not find half an hour? But I, you know, during my busiest period uh, last year, I was saying, I just can't, I can't find half, I can't do it at seven o'clock. I can't do it at half past six. I mean, who doesn't have half an hour? It's ridiculous, really. So I need to get the exercise part uh, back. Um, I think I, if, if I, if I lost a stone in weight, I'd probably feel a, a lot, uh, uh, a lot better. And so I don't have a particular uh, routine because you know, I struggle with these things as much as the as the next person. And I'd like to say I I'd love to say I had this incredible routine and this is what I do and I'm full of energy, full of life all the time. And and I'm not. I'm 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 still a I'm still a beginner when it comes to something like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, different people have their own style, isn't it? It's not everyone. Uh, they are doing like the 5 a.m. clubs, you know, where they have routines, they prime. So not everyone is like that. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I, mean, I, I like the idea of getting up early, but I also like the idea of not having an alarm clock and, uh, you know, like this morning, just waking up, waking up naturally. And I also like the idea of going to bed a little bit earlier. And I've got to say that every time... I am sort of getting ready for sleep. The lights are off at, at 10 o'clock in the evening. Every time I do that, I feel better for it. But again, it's breaking that habit. And someone explained it to me that, and I I don't know whether this is the case, but I thought it was an interesting explanation. Uh, he said that the, the reason people don't like this idea of going to bed early is because as children, that was the one thing we rebelled against. <laughs> yeah, the the idea of our parents sending us to bed early it was a it was a punishment. It was a bad thing. Staying up late was a was was a reward and was a very positive thing as a child. So now we're adults. Staying up late is like our sort of um, our continuation of that feeling of reward. Uh, and he may well have a point. But I know if I can go to bed at ten and wake up. Uh, sort of at, at, at six-ish um, I get so much more done mm. I feel I feel so much better it's just getting into that uh, into that routine uh, it's like flossing your teeth um, you know you, it's a very hard routine to get into when you've never done it but once you start doing it it feels wrong if you don't do it yes yes it become part of you it becomes part of you, absolutely. And I know that there are, are people who say that it takes thirty days to enforce a, a new habit. Uh, and, um, and and yeah, maybe maybe as a result of this conversation with you, Irene, I need to um, uh, I need to build some build some new habits. No, not it's up to you. You know, it's, it's just that when it becomes a, a routine, then you don't have to fight your willpower. Because every time when you when you have to kind of gain your willpower to, oh, should I do it? Should I not? You know, but if you just schedule it in as part of the routine, it's like no negotiation. It's just part of it. Yeah, just do it. You know, some people say that's how they kind of built in those things that they need to do. But yeah, I mean, some people just want free, free, you know, free play, you know, whatever they want to do, yes. you know. No alarms, no, you know, system, just do whatever they want. I mean, it just different people are different. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta you gotta find what what works for you. But but good sleep creates productivity. Yeah. Whether it's productivity in terms of um 
relationships. I mean, yeah, just if if I if I have a good night's sleep, then I'm I'm a far more pleasant person to be around. And uh, but then I can, you know, I, I was um, I was speaking at an event about a month ago in Marbella, which isn't a bad place to uh, speak at an event at. And I didn't sleep well the night before. Mm. I actually even went to the airport the night before and stayed at a hotel so I could have like an extra hour and a half in bed um, just because I know if I have to wake up the next morning, it kind of plays in my mind. And I still didn't sleep well. And by the time I got on stage at seven o'clock that evening, I was absolutely I exhausted. You know, my head was just so heavy. And I've watched back the video of me doing that session and you wouldn't know. And I'm actually quite happy about that because I now know that I can be so exhausted, but I can still um present to an audience and not give the impression that I'm I'm tired so so that makes me feel slightly better <laughs> yes yeah of course yeah you're always able to perform very well I think also the adrenaline search as well you just feel like oh you just have to perform at that very moment yeah that do help yeah yeah, now, yeah re- absolutely yeah I mean you you've actually kind of ha- actually helped me with lots of my questions because you you were very good you went straight to some of the important things i've asked so would you say that this uh this recent thing with the business buying and selling it, do you, would you consider that as the most stressful thing in your life that that you have ever encountered um oh with the the most uh well i is mean is it the most uh, I, stressful thing that you've done i i sold to a private equity firm uh, a business a sort of business to a private equity firm um and that was hugely stressful so that was very stressful but i've forgotten that now it's kind of like it's sort of i remember at the time it was really stressful but i can't remember the feeling anymore um but would i say that yeah the most recent few years have been the most pressured yeah i think so yeah yeah they have yeah, I get I I guess so. I guess so. But will I do it again? Well, not in the same way, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I I've got I've got I've got plenty more more in me. It's just that I need to get the that balance right. And mm. and I probably probably my biggest failing was that I didn't have a sufficiently strong management team. So if you're operating effectively a 48 site business um with thousands of customers every day and you don't have a really strong management team to run that and all the problems land up back on your desk then then that's what causes the the stress however uh you know doing this all over again in the future i would definitely have um i i would invest in that management team more than anything else i'd have that management team ready before doing the acquisition because this in this case in the last few years I was working backwards in a way I was playing catch up because of course the 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 pandemic presented an opportunity and you know we were um really making the most of the of the business buying uh, opportunity but as a result we were always playing catch up so we created a bigger a big business but without the management team to support it hmm. and and as and as a result uh, my business partner and I became the management team and that was never that was never the intention mm, it just yeah. happened almost out of necessity right yes of course yeah okay yeah it's good that you obviously you know got your own feedback and uh, help with regards that would you say uh, is that a, a way that you are helping yourself to cope better next time yeah I mean I mean the management team is is uh, is key um and uh in fact actually that's really what it keeps coming back to that's what i had an amazing deal lined up uh in january of this year where a a private equity a london-based private equity firm were um we had heads we were at heads of terms on a deal where they would uh buy 20 percent of the company for 20 million Mm. and uh, and 10 million would stay in as growth capital and 10 million would come out to myself and my business partner. Uh, and I, I owned 90% at that time. 
and the deal didn't happen. And you always kind of, the, the moment the deal doesn't happen, you don't really get any sense out of anyone from that moment onwards. You, you're not, you're not going to get any long, no one's going to sit you down and talk it through with you. You just, the deal isn't happening, goodbye. But then a few weeks back, I was invited to a dinner and my uh, the person sitting to my right was the managing director of that private equity firm. Mm-hmm. And he was very friendly. And partway through the dinner, he said to me, would you like to know why we didn't invest? And I thought, well, this is going, this is going to be an awkward conversation. I, I, this is, is this, is this going to be uncomfortable? Because sometimes you don't want to, you know, it, it's like, you're going to tell me the truth, but I'm not sure if I'm prepared for the truth. And he said it was a management team. Mm. He said, we, we weren't clear on who was actually running the business. You didn't have a, you didn't have a strong management team. Uh, so I, I learned effectively a nine million pound lesson because um, which would have been my 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 share of that deal, mm-hmm. uh, and and to be fair, that was just the beginning because the business would have been sold in the future, and my remaining shares would have had a a huge value as well. So my nine million pound lesson was um, get a management team. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's thinking of of buying uh, one business, more than one business, get that management team in place, uh, so it, it doesn't depend upon you. Because you'll 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 exit happier uh, if you have that team in place. Right. Okay. Well, how stressful, isn't it? With all those things that's happening, and you actually had to decide. You know all those different things that you have to face. Now, with regards to health, early on you mentioned you were taking some supplements as well. So, do you do you have certain things that you take, like you um, kind yeah, so of I've educate taking... yourself? Yeah, so so I started taking uh, magnesium, um, which I understand is is good for uh, yeah. it encourages good good sleep, uh, and for about uh, six months, I've been taking a supplement that um, uh, called Heights, which is a combination. I don't know whether you you've come across it. Um, no. It's a it's, it's a combination of of different. Um, it, it's all sort of brain food type. Uh, ingredients um so I, I i can't report that i sort of um i've become any smarter um already sharper as a result but you kind of don't want you don't want to stop taking it just in case in case yeah so what are the stuff inside uh oh well you've got me now i i don't i don't know what the um so it's a combination uh, right what omega three no if you say so yeah it could be <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's probably the, it's probably whatever whatever is good for you and good yeah for yeah sort of Good brain, good brain, um, yeah, function, function. So somebody recommended to you, or is it your wife bought it? You know something. I I actually saw it on, um, I saw it on Facebook. Oh, and it was an interview that Stephen Bartlett was Ah. doing with someone, um, and and I thought, you know what, I'll I'll get a subscription to that. So I, I just signed. I just signed up on the on the. It felt like a good idea, so I signed up on the spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's important to have some of these things just to uh, complement, you know, your own diet and stuff. I do recommend it. I do take some actually fair amount of supplements myself. You know, okay, probiotics. I I take Athlete Screen. Yeah, lots of different supplements, magnesium, a lot of other stuff like turmeric, ginger. Oh yes. Uh, those those combinations, uh, ginkgo, ginseng. So yeah. Oh. So probably overboard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and, amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're not cheap, you know. So sometimes some people are saying that uh, you you need to be wealthy to actually buy health. What do you think of that? Oh well, I mean, you know, vegetables aren't expensive. Fruit isn't expensive. Um, I I. I Whenever I sort of talk about this, I remember a, a friend that I um, I shared a flat with uh, when I was 19, 20 years old. And uh, he said, I don't understand all these people who say they can't um, uh, afford um, good food and they sort of default to McDonald's. Uh, he said, you can just go to the market, go to the street market and you can buy enough fruit and vegetables to last you a week for, mm. for just a few pounds. And and you can you don't have to yeah. go to a supermarket you can just go to a street market 
and 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 by by your and you know but the thing is that people people say they want good health but they don't want to do the things that create good health yes um and you know if if you lived on a diet of of fruit and vegetables uh you you would probably i mean i'm no i'm certainly no expert on this but you probably transform your weight and transform your health and your energy um and at a fraction of the cost of buying ready meals uh, mm. and and go and going to the supermarket yeah yeah that's right right okay what what do you think of uh, what buying organic food well my um the the mo- the mother of my uh the mother of our daughter is qu- quite into organic food uh, it is incredibly expensive when you go to work <laughs> and you're buying the organic stuff you you do feel though uh, anything like is there any difference is there any benefit but it's almost like you don't want to take the risk that there might be so so our, our daughter has uh, grown up on a very a very good healthy balanced diet um eating things that most six and a half year olds don't uh, don't eat trying new things all the time and uh, and i must admit that if there's two if there's strawberries and there's organic strawberries i in the past i would have gone for the regular strawberries these days i'd go for the organic strawberries i don't exactly know the difference but i feel that the difference is a positive thing <laughs> so I, I'm, and I, you can I, afford I, it well yes uh, yes i suppose that uh, that uh, yeah i have that option yes yes of course yeah I mean that's that's the good thing, isn't it? Because of what you've done, you've done really well. So you've got the option to decide when you want to work. You know the timing, that freedom is quite liberating. Which again, a lot of people, not many people have that option. You know, so for well, my I mean, you, you, yeah, I'm not, I I don't have yeah. You know, there, there are things that I do because I want to do them, um, and you know I've just launched a, a LinkedIn newsletter. And oh. I've got the first issue going out on Thursday. So I've got to write that before Thursday. So, so, you know, I don't sort of walk around sort of feeling I can do anything whenever I want. I've got to do that before Thursday. And there are things that I've got to do on a certain date. So I do have a um, obligations. Uh, but I suppose at the end of the day, if I didn't want to do a LinkedIn newsletter, no one's making me, are they? So, um, so I guess it's an obligation I've created for myself. But it is good, you know, because in a sense that you are giving back, isn't it? You're always helping people and educating, you know. So uh, that is, of course, a good thing because when we see your newsletter or some of the things you show us, YouTube or books, uh, we always enjoy it. You know, you being my mentor, really enjoy what you've kind of review and teach us uh, on our journey, you know. So would you say that what you've created here? Uh, would you recommend everyone to have a mentor, a coach to fast well, track them? Um, I think that you get more done, don't you? Because it's a little bit like having a personal trainer. I mean, you you can you can put off going to the gym every 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 day quite easily. But if you've got a personal trainer who's waiting for you, there's a there's a greater sense of obligation. Uh, and, and also, you know, are you going to do your 45 minutes of exercises with a lot more determination with someone standing over you um, <laughs> than if no one's watching. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it, it definitely accelerates um, people and probably gets them to do things they wouldn't have done by themselves. And I was, I, I, I was talking to a client uh, last week and uh, there was one thing that I helped him with on his accounts. And he said, that's worth the, the price of the whole year alone. He said, just, just that one thing. Uh, so you 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 know someone who's who's done things that you haven't done or, or you know is always going to have some advice and some help mm. that you may well have figured you may well figure out on your own but it just takes you longer but you may not figure it out on your own so it depends how much you want the outcome if you really want the outcome then definitely you can fast track it with with someone working with you 100 percent yeah yeah Wonderful. And is there anyone that you are obviously, I mean, because I've got other coaches as well, and they actually have their own mentor. Do you have somebody who's inspiring you now to do, you know, like help you on with your journey? Uh, not really. No, I. Um... Maybe you've got a peers group that's helping you. 
Uh, oh yes, I suppose so. Yes, I yeah I I um, yes actually when you put it when you put it like that yeah there's a there's a, a small group of people that we meet up every few months and it's always interesting to hear what other people are doing mm. um, and uh, it, it creates a benchmark and I think that that's an important thing as well if you've got a benchmark you, you know you, you don't know I mean I remember saying to my personal trainer. I was doing some press ups or something. I said, okay. I said, someone of my age, um, who's fairly new to 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 a regular fitness, uh, is is that a good number or a bad number? And she could tell me, she could benchmark me. So I knew if I was doing okay or not doing okay. Mm. So I think having a peer group, uh, and definitely with my mastermind groups, um, people come up to me and they say, you know, so and so has done that, so and so has done that. Uh, I need to, I need to get get going i need to get i need to i need to move faster uh so so it gives it gives people a bit of a push so yeah absolutely i see that i completely see the benefit of that of course yeah and is there someone who's inspiring you at the moment oh well i i tell you who was the the original inspiration um who you don't hear so much of these days because you know he's a lot he's a lot older now but it was richard branson um, and uh, behind me, somewhere on the shelves, is a 1996 uh, edition of his biography. And I read that biography when it first came out in 1996. And I remember reading it on the beach. And in my copy that's on the shelves behind me right now, there is still a, a few grains of sand stuck in the stuck in the spine from reading it uh, on the beach. And Richard Branson made me realize the difference between a job and a business mm. and if the business doesn't operate without you it isn't really a business it's a job mm. and reading that book was that light bulb moment um and you know many younger people these days they don't even sort of think think of richard you know it's all, it's all about elon musk isn't it and <laughs> um uh and and you know the the facebook guy and all of those all those, and steve and bartlett and all these um people but you know you go back 30 years and it was all about richard branson uh, mm -hmm. he was he was the king the king of entrepreneurs and in my mind he still is yeah i agree now looking at what you've just said uh tagging along there you know, I can see that I've spoken to so many multimillionaires. One of the biggest habits is all of them have been reading books. So would you say that uh, book reading is one of your must habit? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a reader. I mean, I've I've over the years I've got I mean, you can see some of my library behind me. But over the years, I've got rid of, unfortunately, you know, thousands of books. And I wish I hadn't. I really wish I hadn't. I wish I'd kept every book I'd ever bought. Mm. Um, even if I kept them in storage, I wish I'd kept them all. And it's a it's a habit I'm encouraging in my daughter as well. Mm. Uh, she's a very good reader um, and she enjoys reading and she wants to read. And that is wonderful because every piece of knowledge you could ever possibly want to have has been written down somewhere. Someone has written it. Someone's experienced it and put it in their biography. And um I've always I've always been a a, a reader um and I I read something every day mm. um and it is my it, it makes me very happy and mm. that is part of my definition of a good holiday is that I can lie by the pool and <laughs> read my book and that is such a, a pleasure for me I'm thinking about it right now, and I wish I, I wish I was, <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to Tenerife just before Christmas. I think it's in oh, wow. three, three weeks' time. So I'm looking forward to um, that's going to be my another book reading holiday. Lovely. So as uh, we're concluding soon, so as you know, we'd be happy, healthy, and wealthy. So the question is, which one do you think should be your top priority, or is it all three the same level, or do you think two is more important than one? What would you? Oh. Be, oh my goodness be happy well, healthy yeah yeah you, you you do need your health mm -hmm. and if you've got your health then um you're you're typically happier and uh and you've got the ability to become wealthy as well i mean yeah health health has to come first always what wonderful wonderful and so obviously with all these things what would be your um advice to 
younger audience that are starting out, what would be your uh, advice to them, you know, in your journey since you've already had such a wonderful journey of wealth creation, health seeking, happiness seeking, and what would be your advice really? Uh, my advice would be to build your self-esteem and your confidence. And they're two different things. So you can have a confident person with low self-esteem. Mm. Uh, so you need to build your self-esteem and build your confidence. And that's, that is the fundamental of everything in your life going forward. Um, that strong self-esteem, that strong self-image and that belief in yourself is going to help you achieve way more than anything else that you do. Um, I'm not saying that it's a substitute for qualifications, for example, but it will help you achieve those qualifications um, far more than if you didn't have that self-esteem and that confidence. So again, uh, and I and I I was a very um, I, I a child with very low self-esteem and very low confidence. So I can say this with great authority because I didn't have it, and I'm doing everything I can to build my daughter's belief in herself and her confidence and she's at a very good school which is all about doing it's an all-girls school where they um uh, already you can see what they're doing to build self-esteem and confidence and belief uh and i'm doing i'm doing my bit at home uh so i think that that is essential i think everyone is never too it's never too late to do that everyone should build the self-belief um and their, their confidence so would you say that working on the mind is the most important I would say it's the most important. I think the two things go together, healthy mind, healthy, healthy body. Uh, you don't want just one. Uh, you want uh, you want both. But again, I'm no expert on this, but I, I believe that when you exercise, you feel better mentally mm. as well. So the two things go hand in hand. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm certainly no expert on that subject whatsoever. However, um, but I know that you are. I believe that the two things go hand in hand, and if you've got the healthy, the healthy body, the healthy mind, then you've you've got you've got a winning combination, haven't you? Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Right, Jonathan, thank you so much for giving me so much of your time, and really, you've been such uh, so honest with your sharing, and I think it's really going to benefit uh, my audience because you you really reveal all those raw moments that you've been through. And it sounds like you, you know, just as a, always as a good mentor, you want to tell people, warn people beforehand so that they're not going to fall into the same trap. And really, thank you very much for your, you know, advice and your guidance and uh, really appreciate what you've done. Well, thank, thank you, you very so much, much Jonathan. Thanks.